0: What's your name, son? Han. Um, what? Who are your people? I don't have people. I'm alone. Um. Solo. Han 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 Solo. Star Wars fans and mooch milkers everywhere. Welcome to episode number two hundred and twenty of Blast Points is Jason and this is Gabe Saga Year Month five. So no. Worldwide. A new hope, The Empire Strikes Back. Return of the Jedi. The Force of women, The Last Jedi. halfway through 2020, it's going to be great. We're going to do Saga Year. There's going to be a celebration in August. It's going to be great. What could go wrong? Yeah. Well, you know, at least we have something to celebrate. We have the Star Wars saga to celebrate in the 12 theatrical releases. We can remember the good old days of theatrical releases. <laughs> What's a movie theater, Jason? Have you ever been to one? I seem to remember something. <laughs> something out of a dream. <laughs> well, it's it's month 5, so we're in chronological order, the 5th Star Wars movie, Solo a Star Wars story, which funny enough like this episode comes out on Tuesday. I think yesterday, Monday was the 2 year anniversary of the release of Solo. That just flew by. That's crazy. A blink of an eye crazy i think it feels extra crazy that it's been two years since solo came out just because it was only like six weeks between last jedi and solo that was like the fastest couple weeks in my whole life i think going from last jedi to solo coming out looking back on solo i feel like that was one of the factors at least for me now, with the perspective of the, the the Skywalker saga being done and all of that, kind of now in the past and moving forward, it was too quick. It was too soon. Like we, no one was ready. We were all excited for Solo. We were all ready for Solo, but our brains weren't ready for Solo yet. We were still in Last Jedi mode, and kind of like everyone was on both sides of like well, the worst movie ever or is the greatest movie ever. Everyone was still just thinking that. And we were thinking now about like episode nine. And wasn't it right before Solo came out, JJ was on board or something around that time. And it was just a lot going on. And then we, we were like, you had to like go in the theater, sit down and be like, okay, I got to just concentrate on Solo now. <laughs> right? I need to take a break and think about Solo instead of just being obsessed with the sequel trilogy. And it is, like, going back now, like, it does seem like it's the kind of movie that benefits from having some space. It's kind of its own thing in relationship to all the other movies. And it kind of takes place in its own time period a little bit because it's really in between the first and second trilogies. It wasn't the right kind of movie to watch when you were still trying to unpack Last Jedi and think about Rise of Skywalker, but now with the benefit of a few years, I think it's going to be one of those movies. I think when people go back to it, they're going to really appreciate it for what it is because they've it has the benefit of time and space now and being removed from the rest of the movies. I feel like for me too, yeah. Like when I when I was rewatching it, it maybe is because like also we're with the Disney Gallery Mandalorian show and all that stuff and Mandalorian kind of being on the brain lately, but. I feel like Mandalorian has kind of made Solo find its place a bit more. Because imagine if The Mandalorian, instead of being an eight-episode show, was a two-hour movie. Just the story condensed, like maybe take like the first three episodes and the last two episodes and you just put that out in a movie. And that came out six months after The Last Jedi. And as awesome and fantastic as the Mandalorian is, also would have been like, yeah, that was good. I don't know, yeah, it was fine. But what happens to Ray and Kylo Ren? You know? <laughs> yeah, well, and it it may have even kind of felt like too, like, well, it was cool, but it kind of felt like a bunch of episodes edited together, which is kind of how Solo still feels, but as something that you can just kind of go sit and, especially like on Disney Plus, like I can go watch half of it and take a break and come out watch the other half kind of like how you would you know you can watch a couple episodes of mandalorian and come back later and watch the rest like i still there's part of me that thinks it would be great for part two to come out and be a series and and they could almost re-release solo as multiple episodes like make four episodes and add some deleted scenes in or something almost like how they have been doing the quentin tarantino movies on netflix like where they turn hateful eight into a was it a four episode series instead of just showing a three hour movie? Yeah, I would be. I, f- I feel like we've been saying for years that Disney Plus is the way to go for more solo. There should be more, could be more. I think everyone would kind of be into that. And even if it wasn't a solo Adventures of Han Solo starring Alden Ehrenreich TV show, even if the characters just appeared in future disney plus series and i and i think there's hope for that like who would have ever thought that dryden voss would have shown up in clone wars even though it was just super duper cameo but that could even be a hint of hey were that storyline it happened and there's going to be more stuff and even all the stuff with crimson dawn and maul like it's all in there yeah. Well, and it, it's it's neat now post Mandalorian and and everyone being so excited about it is all the kind of wacky ideas of Solo being the start of the like Star Wars cinematic universe and being like Marvel and having a movie every 6 months and them all being interconnected and all that which ultimately kind of didn't catch on with people seems exactly like what people would be really into on television. And it's kind of Marvel's starting to do that with their Marvel stuff, but now with Mandalorian, yeah, and in the animated shows, and we were getting Kazian and Obi Wan, like like you said, like even if it wasn't called Solo Two, but it was some television show in that timeline, and and Lando would show up from time to time, and Han would show up, and you could have Jabba the Hut and Crime Lords and Crimson Dawn and Kiro. And mall and all that kind of stuff would just be, I'm sure people would go nuts. So going back and watching it, how how were you feeling watching it? Since it had been a while, I think, since you watched it. Because I know I said I watched it. I feel like I watched it like the week after Rise of Skywalker came out. I went and had a date with it and we became good friends. And it was no longer my least favorite Star Wars movie. And I now enjoy its company. But how was it when you were watching it? I thought it was great. I mean, I've always enjoyed it. I feel like it's like I said, it's, if anything, it benefits from the end of the Skywalker movies. And it benefits from the Mandalorian and everything that came kind of after it. Has you look at Solo in a different light. And like the whole opening chase the and Corellia, I still love that. I've loved that since day one. The train heist with Enfys Nest. I still love all of that. I love the weird pace of the movie. I love that it doesn't necessarily have a bombastic, huge space battle kind of ending. And it, I love that now we see it for what it is, that it is kind of a smaller Star Wars. And like I said, I think Mandalorian kind of showing the potential of what you can do with Star Wars stories, that you can have a really good Star Wars story you know, about space farmers making... Purple, purple beer, or whatever they're doing. <laughs> Big shrimp, shrimp wine. Yeah, I guess the moral of the story of I'm trying to say is: if it's been a while since you've watched Solo, watch it again with today's kind of perspective of post Skywalker saga. And I think, I don't, know, I think, I think it plays very differently now. Yeah, I'm starting to feel like too that it's almost like how, as much as I've always loved Phantom Menace, that I keep loving it more and more. As the years go on, because it's such a different thing, like it feels so different from the other movies and it's kind of set back, you know, 10 years previous to all the other movies, that Solo kind of has a similar feel when you watch it, that it is so different than the other movies and kind of in its own little time in the Star Wars galaxy that I think I, it grows on me more and more because it's like, if I want, I feel like oh, I want to watch some Star Wars, but I kind of want to watch something different that's the one to put on, and you're not dealing with. And you know, if you don't want to, you're not thinking about Jedi's and space battles and stuff. It's just kind of a goofy little adventure, and it has lots of wind-blown Chewbacca, which is my favorite Chewbacca. So <laughs> it's got that going for it too. And it's got Moloch. It's got Lady Proxima. It's got live-action Pikes. It's got uh, Sagwa. It's got L three three seven. Is still just so much fun. It's got cloud car pilots, if for real, almost, kind of, on Kessel. <laughs> the closest we'll ever get to a live-action cloud car pilot. Droids smashing up counters on Kessel. Yeah, that's another thing, too. If you have the uh, the Solo Visual Dictionary or whatever they called those, I think they had a different name, there is a page in there that is just all the droids they made for that movie, and it is a beautiful page with, like, 30 droids on it. There's so many great droids they made for that movie. And I had forgotten, too, when I went back and I was looking at it again today, just how different it looks than any other Star Wars movie. It has. So Is Bradford Young, the cinematographer, gave that movie such a stylish, stylish look. It really stands apart from anything else. I mean, maybe that's coming off Rise of Skywalker and all the stuff, but it's just a neat looking movie. It is interesting comparing it to Rise of Skywalker because Rise of Skywalker is probably the most intensely colored movie. As much as the prequels got pretty hyper-colored, I think Rise of Skywalker is kind of even more. It's just so blue and and just crazy colored that then when you go to Solo, which is the complete 180-degree opposite where everything's very soft and very... Uh, there's a lot of shadows and it is I still have that one issue with it depending on what I watch it on like sometimes it seems like it's really dark like I don't think I could ever watch solo like in the middle of the day (laughs) because I wouldn't be able to see what's going on but if you get you know a a nice bright tv and you get you're watching it at night or something in a dark room like it it is a beautiful looking movie which is weird because it's like a goofy movie that's beautiful to look at which I guess that's it's kind of Star Wars. Very Star Wars. So 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 Larry and John Kazan wrote this fantastic script. And using the Han Solo character, it sort of pushed things in an adventures direction. It's kind of almost got a little 70s feel that rebelliousness, that recklessness. And so that's informed a lot of the action. It informed the way scenes are staged, the way the action's cut, the way it's shot. I'm a- of this story. It has a lot of fun with the characters, and when I say fun, you know, there's a lot of humor, there's a lot of action, there's a lot of excitement, and that is fun. But also part of the fun is identifying these qualities in Han and also the characters around Han. So the relationships really shape him. So for this special Sagi year episode for Solo, a Star Wars story, we put it out to you folks out there on our social media, asked for solo related questions. It can be anything, it can be on screen, it can be behind the scenes, whatever that can be answered yes, no, or maybe solo. And we were shocked, just out and out shocked how many questions you folks out there asked. and we're we're looking forward to to diving into some yes, no, maybe solo. So some of the answers, we might just answer yes or no or maybe solo. Some we may expand on. Just like Solo, there's no rules. You can't tell us what to do. You might stop listening to us because we have a mind of our own, but we're going to do what we want. Should we start with questions that were asked in, uh, in the Blast Points uh, Facebook group? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so what's our first one there from uh, from the Facebook group? All right, our first one is from Tim, and it is, Did the Beast kill him slower as requested by Steve Bloom? No. Maybe. Solo. <laughs> um, he tried to at first. Isn't that a maybe? that turned into a no? Well, that one we can move on. Okay, what's our next one? The next one is from Christian, and it's, Would you ever want to see the goofball Lord and Miller version of this film? Yes. Yes. Yeah, I think enough time has gone by, and I'm curious. I'm curious what was going on. And I don't think it would ruin the final version. I think everyone's just kind of curious, like, what what that was like. Like, what, what was the deal? How much of it was actually finished? Yeah, I think people would be happy with just one scene where they're like, here's a scene they shot. Or even to find out, hey, in the movie, this scene is one that they filmed and this scene is one. I think I would be happy with that. Just to know if our suspicions are correct. Cause it seems like our suspicions are generally been wrong. Because <laughs> some there's been so much where it's like, oh, that had to be Lord and Miller, and Ron Howard was like, Yeah, we refilmed, we had to film this thing at the end, or we refilmed this scene. And so it's a Star Wars mystery forever, but yes. What's our next one? All right. Jackson asks, Would you eat colo clawfish? That's a yes. I was gonna say absolutely, but that's not yes, no, or solo. So yes. Our next one is from Brandon. Did Lando ever publish the Calrissian Chronicles in-universe? Hmm. Maybe. I'm going to say maybe also because I always think of Lando and Rebels and how, like, down on his luck he was. <laughs> yeah, I forget it. Remember that? He was like, I got nothing. <laughs> he was on a planet with, like, a box. Said, he's like, this is all I got. This And that was post. Solo Lando, pre-Empire. Things didn't go good for Lando post-Solo for a while there. He might have tried selling those Calrissian Chronicles just to make some money. I almost forgot about Rebels Lando, and man, that's even more reason to go back. I almost forgot all about that. We was like smuggling boxes. <laughs> I got boxes. That's all I got. <laughs> What's in the boxes? boxes. Littler boxes. And the next one is from Scott. Would you commit a minor crime to see this story continued on Disney Plus? I'm going to say maybe because what, what are we talking about for a minor crime? My legal representation says I should say maybe. Like, what, what is a minor crime? What, what, would, what would that be? I don't know. Like Loving the Ewok movies? Guilty. Guilty. <laughs> put me on the court on Krypton put the, the hula hoops around me, have the old guys on the screen, <laughs> Marlon Brando testify. Do you love the Ewok movies? Guilty. 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 All right, the next one's from Alexandra. Will Disney follow up Solo, a Star Wars story, with another film in the same timeline post-Episode 3, pre-Grogue 1, ever again? Well... The Cassian show is going to be set in that timeline. Yes, so is Obi-Wan. So there's a lot more coming, actually, in that very fascinating period of time of the early days of the Empire. A film? I don't know, but I honestly don't see them going back on movie theaters' stories with anything in that timeline again. TV? I think it's perfectly great to... Keep it going. Well, and technically the question is film, which could be you can have a film on television. Netflix releases films now. So true. It doesn't say theatrical. It just says film. All right. Next one is from Bill. Is Moof Milker the best recurring insult in the Star Wars saga? Well, obviously we're a little biased because we've been saying it in every episode for four years now. I mean, Nerf Herder is like the original... And Moof milker is like the new thing i don't know I, I just like the sound of moof milker so controversial decision. yes, I gotta say no i'm a I'm an ichuta <laughs> man myself oh so, but that might not be a that might not be an insult that might just be a naughty word, so I'm not sure. see, I look at moof milker as just like you jerk where ichuta is just like just just nasty, dirty like you can't say that at church. I I'm just a little bit nastier than you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, this next one is from Mike. What is it exactly that makes Solo the best Star Wars movie since Disney took the reins? Well, that's just like your opinion. and, and that, But that's also, that's not a yes, no, or maybe Solo question. So I'm going to answer maybe Solo, because if it is for you, then great. I agree. That's a maybe. And it's definitely a maybe solo. We we got three here from Steve. Would you eat at a Minoc roast? Yes. Yes, yes. Would you sleep in a Wookiee's lap? Yeah. Yes. Would you shower with Chewy? Ooh. Yes. I, at this point, yes. Why not? You know? <laughs> got no shame. No. I want to try his shampoo. Yeah. It was only a matter of time before... I was in a shower with Chewbacca, honestly. Like, we can be honest. It was bound to happen sooner or later. Like, if you're at Disney World and you do, like, the meet and greet with Chewbacca, and it's like, you got to go take a shower with this Chewbacca from Disney World. Okay. Uh, You know, they really need that at Disney if they ever had, like... Actually, they should just have it in the bathrooms. They should just have a shower, and there's just, at various times throughout the day, there's a Wookiee just taking a shower in one of the bathrooms. Maybe at that Star Wars hotel in Disney World. Maybe if you pay extra money, there's a Wookiee in the shower with you. (laughs) (laughs) You just get in your room, and you're like, why is the shower on? And you go check the shower, there's just randomly a Wookiee in there scrubbing up. (laughs) Oh, Okay, what do we have next? All right, Joshua is asking, is Chicken in the Pot the best in-universe song in Star Wars? I'm going to have to go with Maybe with that one because it's got some stiff competition. Yeah, that's a tough call. It's definitely, I got to go with Maybe. If you say yes to that, and then what are you saying about the Ewok cooking song? Loopa-doopa-doopa, loopa-doopa-doopa. Is it better than loopa-doopa-doopa? serious competition is it better than the other the, the max rebo song too you know is it i don't know i don't know is it better than lopty neck <laughs> we have 77 more questions to go we don't have time for that all right the next one is from tim does the valacord sound best with classic tuning or when tuned down to half step no jizz whalers, please. This is for serious classical valacord players only. Tune it down half a step. That's not really a yes no, maybe solo, but I'm in, that's it's a very good question. So tune it down half a step. Like it's like Black Sabbath or something. <laughs> right, I'll, I'll go with the the dark, down tuned Valacord, yes. Cause you know, like Beckett, he's probably like a Sabbath person. If you you look at Beckett and you're like, is he Led Zeppelin or is he Sabbath? I would say Sabbath. Well, and the concept art was like a Kit Fisto alien playing it, and you know those are metal dudes. That whole planet are all about metal. They're about swimming in the ocean and listening to metal. That's why they have the the tentacle hair because they just headbang and they swing it around. Yeah, that and that's that's just facts. That's like that's not even up for debate. They they've been known to tune down those valle chords two whole steps so you you can feel it in your chest. <laughs> All right, this next one is from Mike. Why did Solo make you skip down the sidewalk after seeing it? Again, it's not a yes no or maybe solo question, but But it could be. I'm going to say no. <laughs> oh, you know, and it's nothing against the movie, but I got to say no too cuz I didn't I didn't walk out like skipping down the sidewalk. I was too busy thinking about last Jedi. I know. And that's the thing. Like Last Jedi, I like stumbled down the stairs and like, same with Force Awakens. Like I was like, oh, oh, oh." even Rogue One. Rogue One made me skip down the sidewalk. But so it just wasn't like a skipping down the sidewalk ending. I don't know. At least for us. So, Next question is from Kemper. Actually, Kemper has three questions as well. Was Maul lighting up his lightsaber a little bit too mustache twirly? I'm going to say no, Maul. Is into the drama. He knows. He's all about making grand entrances. No, his lightsaber thing was perfectly in character for Maul. I would agree. No. Maul doesn't have a mustache because he has mustaches tattooed all over his face. His entire face is just mustaches tattooed. So, perfectly in character. Number two. Will Kira be tied to some space train tracks by Maul? no kira would get out of any kind of trap that maul would set for her because kira is a tough cookie i'm gonna say no too and i would say kira wouldn't even end up in that situation because she knows how to deal with nasty boys like maul (laughs) she's always one step ahead of those losers so that's that's true true (laughs) (laughs) if anything maul would end up tied to the tracks so definite no and the last one is, would you like to see more shower scenes with Han and Chewie? Yes. 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 And if you remember the earlier question, we would like to be in those shower scenes. <laughs> I want to see old gray Harrison Ford with Chewbacca. Just just bug naked. What, have <laughs> you been looking at this for 40 years? Uh, just washing each other's backs with a big sponge. What you see is what you get, Chewie. <laughs> Here's one from uh, Alexandra is the big score on Tatooine from Jabba that Han talks about at the end of the film in any existing comics or expanded universe stories already. I would have to say maybe, because I have no idea. There's so much of those stories from around that time. Yeah. I'm going to say maybe also because there was that like Han, the cadet years, prequel comic and I wouldn't be surprised if there ever was an Alden Wright kind of like Han kind of sequel kind of comic thing, but maybe they're saving that for something else. I don't know. Here's a couple from Dave. He's got two. We'll go through them quick. Are the Coliseum Chronicles available on the Galactic feeds as a reoccurring serial? I mean, if he sold them during the box years, Maybe, if it's pre him selling boxes and rebels, I would say no. But post him selling boxes and rebels, it could be a yes, and maybe that's how he got enough cash to buy the mine on Bespin. Are the Pikes actually the Egyptian gods from Stargate? Yes, I agree. Yes, <laughs> here's our, our our last one from Facebook from Kevin. Did Maul train Kira or Dryden as Sith acolytes like Asajj Ventress? I'm going to say no. I don't see Maul sharing that knowledge with a non-Force user. I'm going to say no. I would agree with no, because I feel like Maul at that time was kind of, he's done with the Sith. He just wants power for himself. Did, t- did Dryden, he never said he learned it from Maul, did he? Was that in the comics or something? I always felt like Dryden just, like he doesn't sleep, so he just work, learns martial arts at night. He seems like that kind of guy. Teras Cassi. He's just up all night playing Teras Cassi. He's playing his That's whore, the sand person. That's why Dryden's so good. Or versus Han Solo. Ready? Fight! So let's, let's jump over to some of the voice recording questions that we got. And here's our first one from a very familiar voice to listeners of this show. Hey everybody, this is Tom Spina from Regal Robot and Tom Spina Designs, and I am also quite often on Blast Points Podcast talking about only the most ridiculous Star Wars topics, and I love it. But uh, today I've been asked to give you a question for yes, no, or solo, and my question is Woody Harrelson. Would he or wouldn't he? I think that's a definite yes. I think he would. Whatever it is, he would. I gotta say yes. Thank you, Tom Spina, as always <laughs> and now let's go over to the mysterious world of twitter what what- kind, what's what's the first question that we got on Twitter at Jedi Geek Girl asks us how often do you think Han and chewie shower together after this so, so many they got to be li- <laughs> so many shower questions <laughs> <laughs> they got to be lifelong shower buddies, right <laughs> and would you like a wookie as a shower buddy <laughs> yeah. i th- I think a yeah, I think a lot of people would, and I think we're learning that that 30 seconds of Han and Chewie in the shower on Solo is what the people want and what the people wanted to see. And maybe the Disney Plus show can just be about Han and Chewie running a space gym, and just every episode they have to take a shower because they've been working out in the gym. I'm playing space sports? Yeah, like like racquetball. or but They can play ball. Chewie has a headband on. He can have his goggles, his like racquetball goggles this time. Disney Plus 2021. Bob Iger is going to come back, do what investors call coming in 2021. Disney Plus. Galaxy Fire away. Ball. You know, Han and Chewie had to stay fit somehow. And what better way than a little bit of sports? You know, and like there's no sports on TV right now. So let's have Star Wars sports. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, this next one is from uh, at May Raylo. And May Raylo asks, does Chewie have better hair than Han? Yes. I don't even have to think about that. Yes. You know, I'm going to say maybe because depending on what, I don't know, a new Hope Han, all Nirenreich's hair is pretty good. Uh, if it's if we're talking about Return of the Jedi Chewie, then Chewie wins. If the wind picks up and it's a windy day, Chewie's going to win every time. Okay, that's a, that's a good point. I'm sticking with maybe. Then we got, would L3 have led a scum rat rebellion against Lady Proxima on Corellia? Yes. I think no. Oh. Because I don't think she's that. she cares that much about people. Well, that's a good point. But she got a taste of being a freedom fighter on kessel and she loved it if l3 was able to continue who knows what her future could have been i all right i could see that so it's like pre-solo i would say no but post-solo if she had survived i would say yes so i'm gonna say maybe here's one more from may raylow would kira beat lando in a fashion show Ooh, ooh, that one kind of hits you in the gut I gotta say maybe. I gotta go with maybe too, because I don't know. I really do not know. That's that's a really tough question. That's that's like a duel of the fates going on there. <laughs> Who's in control of the fashion? All right. Next question is from at gangster gish. Okay, but what exactly is the silo? If you had to answer that with yes, no, or maybe solo, what would you say? Yes because that is one of my favorite lines in solo, a star wars story. Remember the silo. I think that's a good that's the right answer. It doesn't matter what it is. It just matters that it that it is and it is yes. We've got a bunch here from at Kurt wedding. Uh, should every ship have a shower? Again with the sh- again with the show. <laughs> yes. Does the Razor Crest have a shower? Probably. Yeah. Over the toilet, I think. I'm sure yeah. there is. Mandalorians are very efficient It's one of those little eyewash stations It's just like a little <laughs> sink With a spray that comes up And he just like puts on his face Like that's good enough yeah. Okay next one Would Dryden and Hux be friends Maybe Because both of those guys Are not people that make friends easily Depends on if Hux was in a flirty mood Yeah they might not be friends But they might be flirting with each other does Rio listen to Jefferson Starship? Yes. Yes. Are all four-armed aliens good cooks? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If Star Wars has taught us anything, it's that four-armed aliens are good cooks. Cuz we got Dexter Jetster, we got Rio, we got Chef Gormanda. Last question, colo clawfish anyone? Yes. Yes. Yes? Yes. We're learning a lot. Showers and colo Clawfish is either what everyone likes or what everyone thinks we like. And if it's what everyone thinks we like, they are correct. That's <laughs> true. true. All right. Who, what do we have next? All right. At Blue Corellian asks, does Han get his chin scar from a whip-related accident? Yes. He was in a train escaping. It was when he was a Boy Scout, and he was escaping a bunch of, like, old-time thieves and there was a whip that a tiger was going to come at him and he hit the whip and it snapped him in the chin and then an older han solo who had a black vest and a white shirt took him out and put his black vest on young han solo and said you lost today kid but it doesn't mean you have to like it so that's a very long answer but yes i'll agree with that one that's a yes this next one is from Kid Dracula. Will we ever hear Primok and Venta, Fo- Venta Foley's live performance of Chicken in the Pot? <sighs> maybe. I got to go with maybe. Never say never when you can say maybe. What was up with that soundtrack version? We'll never know. Next is a question from Stillkiss." Did Kira look better than Lando in his own cape? Yes. Yes. Great scene. Next one from M. McGuire 82. What were the dark and nasty deeds Kira had to do with Crimson Dawn and the like? I see her branding and I start thinking she had to do some nasty things. If we had to answer that with yes, no, or maybe solo, I would say yes. I think she had to do some pretty awful things. I would say maybe because you're not always a good judge of whether something you do is is a dark and nasty deed or not. That's true. That's true. Yeah. So unfortunately, she never talked to Han about it because Han might not have thought they were dark and nasty deeds. Next is from at JW Fulbrick. After winning the Falcon from Lando at the end of the film, was Han and Chewie's first order of business to toss all of Lando's capes from the closet? Maybe, because I bet they sold them. Yeah, I would go with maybe. With a, with a leaning towards yes. Probably depends on the definition of to toss them. And there's a very good chance that they're all still in the Falcon, and that's what Chewbacca sleeps on. That's a good good. Uh, <clears throat> mm-hmm. He may just sleep on a pile of capes. This next one is from Lang Lasseter 77. Is Kira force sensitive? I would say no. I would say no. Next question is from at Tom the Fanboy. Supposedly, one of the reasons Lord and Miller were dropped is that they wanted to put pants on Chewbacca. What clothes could Chewbacca have worn instead? No, uh, I can't argue with that answer. No, no, it is. Have we ever seen Chewbacca in clothes in other things like comics or animation? We had Snoova, but Snoova was still pretty much naked wasn't he he didn't have like bounty hunter pants or anything oh and wookies and revenge of the sith are wearing armor i don't think wookies wear clothes it's like when we saw peter mayhew at the men behind the Mass convention and he said wookies don't dance they don't dance they don't wear clothes they don't wear gloves they don't wear thongs or speedos or leg warmers Let's move on to another voicemail here. This one is from uh, Kara, Kara DJ. Let's, let's hear what Kara has to say here. Hey, Blast Points pals. It's Kara, a.k.a. Sacred Something by Kara on Instagram. What's up? Uh, so I wanted to give you guys an opportunity to talk about your love for Lady Proxima. <laughs> so if – here's my question. If you were on Corellia in the time of Solo, A Star Wars Story – would you pledge your allegiance to Lady Proxima and become one of her, uh, you know, cool dudes? Thanks. Oh, she's asking the tough questions. It's maybe a shocker. No. See, I'm trying to think. There's the previous question. If, if we would do some dirty deeds to get a solo to if, if the dirty deeds was to join up in Lady Proxima's crew. Moloch's got a sweet truck. He's got those cool dogs. I don't want Moloch and those people chasing after me if I do something wrong. It doesn't they were scraping by for food. I just can't live that way. I'm not as brave as you. I would say maybe. All right, let's move on to Instagram. Our first one on Instagram is from Digital Star. That's our friend Details, who played Quay Tolstite the Pike. In Solo, he's in the movie, so Digital Star S, will Solo 2 happen? Maybe. I'm going to be bold, and I'm going to say no. Wow. Because if something happens with these characters in this story, I guarantee it's not going to be called Solo 2. See, but that's why I said maybe, because in, in a way, it's a continuation of Solo. Okay, I'll say maybe then. All right, this next one is from Moon Miner. Would this have been more or less awesome if Boba Fett made an appearance instead of Darth Maul? No. No. But for whatever reason, we're super pumped if he shows up in Mandalorian. <laughs> <laughs> so, go figure. That's, that's a whole nother thing. But that makes sense. That makes sense. Boba Fett? Yeah. Next question is from Me Longshot. When Solo 2 happens, should one of Claude's species or Claude themself make a cameo appearance? Yes. 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 I like your optimism also. Stay positive. When it happens, yes. And will Claude be there? Yes. Here's one from Sean O'Connor. Should two tubes have more tubes? this might be the hardest one yet. I'm going to say no, because I think two tubes is perfect just the way they are. I agree. Should the water be more blue? Why mess with perfection? Two tubes are already better than one. Is Next one from Bar- Baruman. Will we get more Enfys Nest? My heart tells me yes, but I'm going to go with maybe. I agree 100% everything you just said. I'm leaning more towards yes, because people got Enfys Nest fever. Yeah, Enfys Fever is real. It's a real thing. All right, next one is from Predator Minute Pod, and he asks, does Warwick Davis's character Weasel eventually become Wicket in Return of the Jedi? He changes from Pod Racing Spectator to Fledging Rebel to... Hmm. Yes. It makes no sense, but I'm ready for it. I think I might go along with you on this, because think about it. Everything with Ewoks... Other than Return of the Jedi, it's all about witchcraft and wizardry and dark magic. So there's a very good chance that he's Willow also, and they just at some point he gets turned into a little bear person. I wouldn't wouldn't be surprised. But Willow is just a planet in the Star Wars universe. Maybe Willow took place on Endor. Because it wasn't the thing that the 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 witch in Willow it's like the same as like the witch and Battle for Endor, which is all like related to Dathomir. It all makes sense. Anyway, anyway, we can we can talk about this forever, and <laughs> maybe someday we will. <laughs> all right, our last one is from Robbie Martin. Should we get a prequel solo movie, but it's just two hours of Dryden Voss eating seafood? Yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes, yes. That's a yes. The first 20 minutes is just crab legs. (gasps) Here is another voice message. This is from Jonathan. Let's hear what Jonathan has to say. Hey, Blast Points. I hate to ask this question because I don't want to come across as super negative about the movie. I love Solo. I think it's great. It's a lot of fun. Were you ever chomping at the bit to know why Han's last name is Solo? Sub-question, did you ever question why his last name was Solo? Sub-sub-question, do you die a little bit inside every time you realize why his last name is Solo? All right, just wondering. Thanks, guys. No, no, and no. Yeah, I'm going to answer with no. It works for all of them. Is it a little goofy? Sure. but And if we've learned anything over the last few years is that you know, your last name is very important in Star Wars, apparently. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> so at least it's a consistent theme. It's, you know. Let's move on to questions that were emailed to us. All right. This first one is from Dylan, and it is Did Donald Glover do a good job portraying Lando Calrissian? Yes. I agree. Yes. Loved it. Would love to see him again. Next one, we got a bunch of questions emailed to us from Kyle. And we're just gonna, we're going to go through them rapid fire here. Did Lady Proxima know that she had a breakable glass skylight in her lair? No, no. Does Kira have sharp teeth? Maybe, maybe. Would Beckett have had a second career playing the valacord? Yes, no. Ooh, he's tone deaf. That's true. He's tone deaf, but. Anyway, okay, does Weasel know the little kid that won the Bunta Eve race became Darth Vader? No. No. Does Lando continue recording the Calrissian Chronicles through the original and sequel trilogy timelines? Yes. Maybe. Did Han really win the Falcon fair and square? Yes. Yeah, Uh uh-huh. Did Han blow his chance at a musical career after crashing in a drag race with needles? Yes. Yes. Would the galaxy have been spared Kylo Ren if Han married Kira? Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Does Chewie owe Han a life debt? Yeah. Maybe. Is Mangy Kashyyykian Moof Milker the best line ever, ever uttered in Star Wars? Maybe. Maybe. All right. here is our last voice message recording. This one's from Travis. Let's hear what Travis has to say. Hey Jason and Gabe, this is Travis from Force Time Podcast and from the Jedi Club and the Super Chill Group. One of the very first episodes I listened to of Blast Points, you talked about a full commentary in the voice of Lady Proxima. And it got me hooked on your show and I just gotta know... Are we going to get the full Solo commentary and Lady Proxima's voice? Keep up the great work, guys. Thanks. Maybe. Mark mm-hmm. We thought you had forgotten about that, but I guess you didn't. I think it was a fitting tribute to Solo, a Star Wars story. I think we've covered all the bases. There was a lot of colo clawfish. There was a lot of showers. A lot of talk of naked Han Solo. I think we've learned a lot here. Yeah, I think uh, we know what the people like about solo and it's what we like <laughs> there's there's some good stuff in that movie and it's it's wet and it's fishy and it's tons of fun i've been running scams on the street since i was 10 Take that out of the flight academy for having a mind of my own. I'm going to be a pilot. Best in the galaxy. Hey, this is actor and creature performer Details from a few of these Star Wars movies set in a galaxy far, far away. And you're listening to Blast Points Podcast with Jason and Gabe. May the Force be with you. All right, so let's read some of the reviews we've gotten on Apple Podcasts. It's been about a month or so, so let's get caught up on those. Gabe, what's our first review there on Apple? Our first review is titled A Delight by Robert SCH6. And they say, I recently started listening to the Blast Points podcast after hearing the host guest on another Star Wars podcast. Jason and Gabe obviously have a deep love for Star Wars and their knowledge of the subject is extensive. While it is clear that they care a lot about the franchise, they don't take themselves or Star Wars too seriously. They keep the show lighthearted and fun, which is welcome, with so many today being so vehemently critical. Blast Points is an absolute delight to listen to. Each time I see it pop up in my podcast feed. I can't wait to hear what they have to say this time. Five stars. All right. Thank you, Robert. Yeah, thank you so much. This next one is from Nick Tierce and it's titled Too Accurate for Sand People. The Blast Points podcast peers into the soul of Lucas's saga with humor love, and a genuine appreciation for the most esoteric corners of fandom. If George Lucas had a super live adventure, these guys have a super love adventure. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> they, keep the, they keep holiday special, toy commercials commentated, and home shoppings fully networked. Not since the guttural warbles of Dexy Jet's inflatable waddle has a pair of voices echoed so satisfyingly across that galaxy far, far away. If you ever feel the pull to the dark side, choose the light and celebrate the love of Blast Points Podcast. Whoa, wow. Yeah, that's great. I'm going to be thinking about a a super love adventure all the time. (laughs) That that might be our late night show. Blast Points After Hours. (laughs) What's the next one? The next one is by CGM26, Blast Points is the Spark. That will burn down your coronavirus doldrums, seriously, and not to make light of the tragedy unfolding around the world. The Blast Points podcast has been a true source of happiness and laughter for me for well over a year now. If you enjoy Star Wars, George Lucas, and George Lucas impersonations, look no further. Thank you, CGM26. Yeah, thank you. And our last one is from Greedo's Big Beautiful Eyes, titled Gadzooks, What a Program. 10 out of 10, the best podcast about Triscuits. If the Star Wars films were Triscuits, what flavor would each one be? So, I think this is a reference to your Triscuit story. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to figure out if this person just really likes Triscuits or they remember my Triscuit story. I'm, I'm a plain, straight-up, regular natural whatever the default triscuits flavor lover myself so all the movies would just be plain triscuit flavor if you put like like a lunchable situation on a triscuit is that a flavor of triscuit like a little little piece of cheese maybe a little turkey or something that's how i would do it yeah that's a good way to do it thank you Greedo's big beautiful eyes we are i'd say the best podcast about triscuits out there i no shit no shame in our game And, you know, there's only 12 Star Wars films and 12 Triscuits is never enough. And also it is because it's Saga Year week here. This is when we give a shout out to the new members of the Blast Points Army over there on Patreon. So a very huge shout out and thank you to new members, James, Michael, Jacob, Trevor, the Ewok Lover, And Tatooine Scene. Thank you for joining the Blast Points Army over there on Patreon. Your support seriously means so much to us. We love it. We love you. Thank you. If our Patreon subscribers were crackers, you'd all be Triscuits. Thank you. 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 Hi, J.J. Abrams here. On behalf of the entire cast and crew of Star Wars Episode 7, thank you. And these... Last points, too accurate for sand people, only Imperial stormtroopers are so precise. So if you want to write us a review on Apple Podcasts, just like all those fine folks we were talking about before, you should go over and do it. Not only does it help people find the show in those mysterious ways that no one understands, uh, we love reading them. And we will read yours on an upcoming episode. And don't forget to check out our website, BlastPointsPodcast.com. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And if you're on Facebook, you know where you got to be. You got to be in the Super Chill Group it is where it is always blast points 24 7 365 we're still doing the jedi club uh, movie watch on every saturday night we just did the last jedi last weekend and this coming saturday attack of the clones aotc you might have to get seat belts installed in your couch so just a little heads up because <laughs> it's gonna be a wild ride like we were saying, if you want to support the show in a different way, we've got the Blast Points uh, Army over there on Patreon, where every Saturday we've got episodes where we're talking about the Disney Gallery, the Mandalorian show. We're having a lot of fun talking about that amazing show, Dave Filoni's Pittsburgh Penguins sweaters and stuff that he's wearing. You never know what's going to happen. So, But that about wraps up episode 220 here, saga year for Solo. I don't know. I might need to go take a shower and eat some... Some seafood in the shower it's the, it's the only way to do it but we'll be back next week a very special episode and thank you everyone for listening thanks everybody bye bye may the force be with you goodbye old friend may the force be with you No. 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 Yes, it is. And you just made a clicking sound with your mouth. Maybe. Made a force be with all-